Welcome to A Creative Life with Castella and Samantha Lawrence. I'm Cass. And I'm Sam. And we like to think of ourselves as your creative business besties. This podcast is all about living your best creative life. We're here to guide you through the ups and downs of life as a creative entrepreneur. All whilst following your intuition and listening to your soul whispers. Let's dive in. Hey, Cass. Hey, Sam. How are you going? I'm good. I'm good. Hey, um, happy new moon as well. It's a new moon in Pisces today. Yes. I've got to tell you this before. I love that we don't plan these things and then we end up recording on a new moon. So do you do any new moon rituals? Uh, yes, I do. Actually, yeah. I love a new moon. I always love new moons more than full moons because I find new moons I'm really creative and just like charged and it's such a beautiful time to manifest. Yeah. So I love a good journaling session, yeah. you know, holding a crystal. I've got this crystal is like for creativity, like oh, of holding that and just, you know, journaling about what we want to bring in in this next time. This new moon's in Pisces, which is so beautiful. It's all um, you know, Pisces are really spiritual yes. and creative. Yes. And I feel like oh, these ethereal so vibes, like airy and light and yeah, a perfect yes. time for manifesting, isn't it? It is. It is. Do you like to do anything? Do you know what? I, I, I'm very aware of the new moon and the full moon, but I don't have rituals around them. Yeah. Um, I would love to start integrating that into my life because um, Eddie, my six-year-old, is really starting to get into crystals as well. He really, <gasps> really? loves it. Yeah. So it's something that, yeah, I'd love to do with him even. So yeah, maybe <sighs> something for, and, and I just, just got to say it's absolutely bucketing down here so if you can hear any rain in the background that's what it is yes. but it's crazy Be- weather time between the rain and my dog barking I think I think my husband just got home I just heard the garage so fingers crossed yes, we will get through this <laughs> so it's a good topic today we're talking about how to price your work as a creative which is such a big thing for creatives in particular hey to go through such a big thing I think whether you admit it or not, every single creative has this internal struggle with pricing because we've spoken about it before. We we wear our heart on our sleeve. We do this for the love of it, right? So it's yes. hard to connect those two, money and creativity. And how do we how do we price? This is a whole nother thing. How do we price what comes naturally to us? You know, and, so and this true. is a massive block a massive block for so many people is getting around this issue that we could scribble something out in five minutes it was easy you know this sam you're a hand yeah. letter out as well yes and it took us two seconds and we're like oh how do i charge like five hundred dollars <laughs> for something that took me like not even five minutes you know um yeah and i think that comes back just that little issue alone comes back to our programming, the fact mm. that time equates to money mm. and hard work equates to money. So A, it took us very little time and B, it wasn't hard work. So that doesn't equate to me being able to charge much for it. And I think just that um, story that we tell ourselves in itself is a big hurdle for our minds to get around and something that we have to unlearn we have to unlearn that remove that and 
start with a clean slate and it's easier said than done. But, yeah, it, it's what comes naturally to us is our gift and therefore we can charge for it and it's taken us a long time to hone our skills to get here which is why we can do so do it so quickly so yeah that's that's a big thing within itself I'm sure you felt that too I love the example of lettering actually for me because at the beginning I would just keep lettering the same thing over again because I'd like to justify it but I was like oh no I need to justify this so I just keep doing it over and over and then you know, I'd say 90% or more of the time I would go with the first one. Totally agree. And it's the same as, and I'm sure logo designers, website designers, you know, we come up with these concepts because it felt intuitive and it felt, it felt right. It felt like it matched the brief. It flowed through us so naturally, but that can't be the answer. That can't be it. Like, exactly. So I better justify it and provide a few more concepts so that I can really show the client that I've spent a lot of time and effort on this. And then they usually go with the one that you, (laughs) that you did first. So yeah. And that just goes to show that, you know, you really have to listen to that intuition and and it takes a while to get there. So it is time of honing your skills that we're not giving credit to it's the study that you did it's the time and energy you spent experimenting and trialing and erroring and it's all that that time accumulating to now which is why you're so quick which is why you're so intuitive which is why you can charge for that Yes, exactly. And it's so rooted in these, um, I think it's coming up a lot for us, just, you know, your beliefs. And I think in particular with this, it's really rooted in your self-worth, which, you know, comes out in your confidence, but also your beliefs with money as well. So, you know, did you grow up in a household that was affluent? And so you're like, yeah, I should be having a lot of money in my life. And so, yep, that's, you know, for someone like that, it might be really easy to charge high because they expect to receive a lot of money. In my example, I didn't grow up like that. And I grew up in a really like hardworking middle-class family. So my mindset was more, I have to work really, really hard to be able to just get enough to get by, you know? Absolutely. That's been, yeah, a a huge part as well, just unwinding that and recognising that. Absolutely. And when you realise that it all actually just comes back down to that. It's not, you know, there's a lot of, I guess, the saying out there that charge what you're worth and then poses the question, so what are you worth? Like what are you worth to yourself or what worthiness are other people putting onto you? And, yeah, what do you expect to receive as opposed to what do you believe you deserve to receive? And I was the same, like I grew up in a household where like still to this day, my my parents would say, really? Like someone paid you that for that? (laughs) Really? Like, okay. Um, You know, like surprised um, because (laughs) that's not how they grew up either. Mm -hmm. And we talk about, so what is my design worth? What is my logo design, my website design, my hand illustration, my ceramics, like my piece of writing, my photography, what, what is that worth? How do I charge for that? And really this comes down to, well, 
a few things, but firstly, who is your client? Like, who are they? Who are you talking to? Who are you pitching to? Who are what they say is your ideal client? Like, who is that person and where where do they sit on that barometer? Where Where is their frequency, their money frequency sitting? Are they also really of this opinion that it takes a lot of hard work, you know, to be able to charge? Because if they are of that opinion and they're telling themselves those stories as well, then they are going to expect to pay less for your services. Yes. However, if your client is very affluent, if they really value what you are doing and they hold that of high value, then they have a bigger budget to work with and they are Mm -hmm. willing to pay you because they appreciate your services so Mm -hmm. much more. So, and the thing that comes back to this though is yes, it depends on your client and where their energy frequency is sitting in regards to money. However, you are the one attracting that client. So it's not like you have this pool of clients to choose from, oh, okay, I'm going to go out there and I'm only going to work with the affluent clients because they're the ones that are going to value my work and they're the ones that are going to pay me my money or the money that I believe my work is worth. It's not about you going and choosing that that's your ideal client. It's about you changing your own frequency Yes. And then you will attract that client. It literally just gave me full body goosebumps. Same. When I said I'm like my whole body's moving like, yes. Um, it's just, yeah. yeah, it's so true. Your vibration is so much more powerful. That's yeah, what will so bring it in. If you're sitting there going, I can't believe like, you know, it only took me five seconds to do this. Like my work is not worth it. Um, who the hell is going to pay this anyway? And you're listening to your family who were, who were like, yeah, no one's going to pay you a hundred bucks for that. You know, if, if, if this is the constant energy you're receiving, if these are the constant stories that are going into your head about your work, then you are going to remain at the frequency of not attracting good money for your work. As soon as you start believing in yourself more, as soon as you start realizing and truly realizing to the core, like you could just say, out loud or yes my work is worth more I'm worth more but though unless those words really seep into your cells and Mm. you truly truly believe and you are operating at this frequency of my work is amazing my work is worth a lot of money my work provides so much value to my client and to the world unless you are feeling into that frequency then you will not attract that same level of Mm. client. Um, You need to really raise the bar. And so say, for example, that you can really embody this feeling and you have a mood board and you you create this mood board of ideal clients that you want to work with. And the ideal clients are, you know, maybe really small startup businesses that you want to work with and, you know, I, I... I guess I'm saying the clients that have a little bit of a lower budget. Like, mm. so if, if, and that's okay, but if they're the type of clients that, that you aspire to work with, you can feel that frequency. You can feel that energy. When you, when you look at your mood board and you have those brands on your mood board, you can feel that energy if that's the energy that you want to match, mm. right? Yes. But then yes. if you go, and, and we're going to take a massive leap here, but if, you, if you're putting on your mood board the types of brands that you want to work with, it could be like, 
Anthropology, Nike. Like, like if you put these big brands on your mood board, doesn't that just lift your entire frequency? Like you're yeah. like, oh, okay, if I want to attract those brands with a bigger budget and who really see the value in my work, and they don't have big brands, they can just be, you know, individuals that have, you know, still see your value, then you you have to become a match for that, right? Mm-hmm. Like you have to up-level and all of a sudden you, you sit higher, you stand taller, you, mm-hmm. you want to become a match for that. And it doesn't matter if, like if you have those big brands on your mood board but you're not feeling into that next level, that, mm-hmm. that you know, that higher value version of you, then you won't attract that because you're not vibrating at that, that next level frequency, if that makes sense. Absolutely. I agree. It's, oh, that's such a um, powerful task to actually do, isn't it? To go through that process. I've got two things that I'm thinking about, um, the experiences that I've had Mm -hmm. in this. I think I've gone through a bit of a transition where I definitely at the beginning was just, um, you know, charging quite low. I was always sort of doing design on the side and thought, oh, well, this is just fun for me anyway. So I want to do it anyway. So Mm -hmm. I don't really care about the money. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I moved through that. And then, you know, a few years ago, got to a place where, okay, I really love design but I only want to work with people that I really love their brand, that value uh, my work, and I would rather work on less projects that pay me more. So I just went, boom, like a huge increase in price. And it's fabulous because you're working, I suppose, less in a way um, because there's less clients coming in for for the time that I had to do them. But I'm enjoying the projects more and making the same amount of money. But I'm definitely at a point where, um, you know, some people might be listening, you might relate more with where I'm at as opposed to Cass. Cass has obviously been doing this for a long time and is really up there and so good in this um, space energetically. It's very, very inspiring. I'm 100% still on that journey. And so if you're listening, like, I feel you. Don't worry. (laughs) I'm still there with you. Um, But what I'm finding recently is also the power of saying no. And I'm getting better at this. um, But yeah, actually just being able to say no to projects or clients that don't feel right, even if it seems like they're going to pay okay, if it energetically doesn't align, Mm. I really am going, yep, no, just no. Um, and I'm getting better at confidently saying this because I just didn't, you know, people please, I don't want to reject anyone. Um, and now I think what I'm realizing is as well, that to be clear is to be kind. And so if I can straight away from the beginning, just be clear that yes or no, that's actually kinder to the other person and better for both parties. And so once I realized that, it actually made it easier for me because I was like not wanting to be mean to anyone. And then I realized, no, that's actually more mean because you're not being clear. That's so true. It's in everyone's best interest. Yeah. 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 And so I had an example just this week where I said no to actually quite a good opportunity that just didn't feel right for me at the moment where I want to be moving. And then Later that night, I got offered um, another opportunity that was like, wow, this is like a dream client. This is exactly what I want to do. This is the work I want to be doing. 
And I just looked at him and was like, whoa, like that's within, I don't know, 12 hours <laughs> that this occurred. That's amazing. That's amazing. That's nuts. so quick. And so quick. yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I, I started from the very beginning um, charging nothing for my work. <laughs> Um, and this is the thing. It is okay. Don't let people, and everyone has their own opinion and and that's totally fine, but don't let people say to you, oh, you can't charge a hundred dollars for that. Or you can't like, you're worth so much more than that. You are at where you are at and it Mm. is a journey. And we all, we don't like come into this starting to charge thousands of dollars for our work. You know, we, it's a journey. We start somewhere and we learn from every single client and every single sale. We learn and we it's data collection. We are learning about ourselves. We're learning about our client. We're learning about our work. We're bettering our work. We're, you know, we're refining our practice. We're getting our processes in order. And it's the entire thing is just a journey, but it's to ensure that the journey is moving in the direction of where you want to be moving as opposed to staying stagnant or going backwards. And yes, I've definitely felt in my life periods because I've made pivots in my design career from interior design to graphic design to wedding stationery to logo and branding, surface design. Like I've done so many things and when I was in wedding stationery, I did see lulls and I, and then like you said, I was like, okay, well, I want to start charging more. Um, I want to have less clients and charge more exactly what you're talking about. And then I would like double my prices and then no one, I had crickets. No one would like, I was like, okay, where are the clients that I, you know? And, you know, so I, I, we all experience that and it's really nerve wracking to, up our prices, um, which there's another point on value that we'll talk about there as well as far as pricing. But um, mm. but getting back to your story as well and your situation of being able to say no more often, and I, I teach this to my students in surface pattern design because a lot of people who are trying to get into surface pattern design are currently doing something else at the moment. Mm. They're not got a clean slate and they're like, okay, let's dedicate my whole life to surface pattern design. Mm. They're either designers or they're artists or, you know, they just want to be creative and they need to free up time. And a lot of them work full time or they, um, they're mums. And so they're with their little ones. And I say to them, unless you create space and by space, let's talk about energetic space where we're picturing it like on a practical sense, like you've got seven days in a week. And Mm -hmm. if you are filling every one of those days up, you're not allowing space. And so therefore there's no areas where new energy can come in. And so if you are, if you are pursuing whatever it is you're pursuing, we're all pursuing new things, new, new practices, new hobbies, new, you know, new careers. If you don't have the space for that energy to fill, then it, it won't come into your life. And I look at that in the exact same way as saying no to clients. If you are full of clients that don't serve you, don't light you up, don't excite you every day, then where is the space to bring in the the clients that are a massive hell yes? Like you yes. were saying like, and it's, it's bloody scary to say no to clients because you're saying mm. no to money, right? Yeah, and, yeah. and you're like, oh, but, you know, if I just say yes to this, then that's another few hundred dollars and that's going to help this week and blah, blah, blah. It's really scary to say no to that. 
but it's a massive message to the universe to be like, well, no, like I trust myself and, and I believe that I'm worthy enough for a better client to come along. So mm. I'm going to politely decline this opportunity because it doesn't fit with my brand and and it doesn't light me up. Yes. And by saying no to that, you've created space, space. for something else to come mm. in. And whether that be a new client, whether that be a passion project that then you're able to show the world what you actually truly love to do. Because we, like you said, like we start out just doing this because we love it and just doing mm. this because it's fun, right? And then you can start bringing money into it and you, you start bringing commitments and everything into it. And then we forget that it was the fun that brought yeah. us into this. And we have to remind ourselves that if it's fun and if it feels easy, I say that with, you know, quote marks, like then then the money will flow because mm. this is what we're meant to be doing. And if we're mm-hmm. just, if we're banging our head against the wall with clients that aren't, you know, um, meeting Lighting our budgets and, and yeah, and, and light us up and allowing us to create work in this world that is, you know, is amazing, we, uh, then yeah, what the hell are we doing it for, you know? Exactly, like, and then it just becomes yeah. a grind and you may as well go get a job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Another example that I'm thinking of here with creating space is so um, before this podcast, I was doing two podcasts at the same time and uh, I was on a break of one of them where one of them was my podcast and the other one I did this podcast for somebody else's business and they contacted me and said, are you ready to do season two? And I sat down outside on my lounge, got some sunshine, (laughs) had a little like reflection and I was like, do I want to do season two? Like, am I really wanting to do this? And this is about mm, a good six to eight months after I'd first pitched the idea of this podcast to Cass. And I didn't know whether this would happen or not, but I just sat there and I was like, no, if I'm doing another podcast, it is this podcast with Cass, whatever it is. I don't know what that is. I don't know what it looks like. I don't even know if it will happen because, you know, Cass and I haven't talked about it in ages. Like at this stage, I don't, it had been months since we'd even talked about it. And, um, I, so I politely declined to this other podcast, which was a paid opportunity. Like when you start your own podcast, you're not getting paid. Like, it's like a lot of hard yakka. It's quite the opposite. (laughs) So this opportunity is like so rare where someone's paying you to do a podcast for them. So amazing opportunity. And I was like, no, I'm actually going to say no to this because I, there is something else that I want to be doing. Anyway, that was it that night or the next day, Cass messaged me. It was like, Hey, I'm just thinking about that idea you had for a podcast. Like, do you want to start chatting about wow, it? Wow. Things like, happen yes. very quickly in your world. <laughs> I it's amazing. It's yes. so important to actually take the time to think about what you can do to create space to invite those new things in that Absolutely. you do want to attract. Yeah. And, and what a perfect time with the new moon. Like do it now. Oh, yes, right now. <laughs> Say no or take action on that new thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I have so many examples in my life as well in my career where I've tried I've had to create space and one and the big one for me was pivoting from wedding stationery into surface pattern design. And I was like, okay, I really, really want to pursue this. 
but I have so many wedding clients and I'm getting inquiries all the time. And, but it was just starting to frustrate me when I was started to get those um, inquiries through. And I was like, the inquiry would come through and, and, and just, you just need to listen to yourself. Like you're saying, like, and almost just get your mind out of it and, and listen. And we are in human design. We really have to listen to our body and feel into it. And, and how is it real? Like be so honest with yourself and be like, how does this feel? And when the wedding stationery inquiries were coming through, I was like, this does not excite me. Like I actually like, you know, it feels like a chore to do it. And I was like, okay, I need to just, I, it was so hard. Like I, I felt like I had to give myself a date to say, that's it. No mm. more. From this date on, you do not take on one more because if you do, how are you meant to pursue this other thing? How is the other thing meant to grow? Yeah. And by doing that, I, I cut it off and then, yeah, it provides you more space and um, yeah, to put what you want out into the world so mm, it's it's a big one I'm thinking back to pricing now I've had a mm. interesting experience just this week where so I've sort of moved to this point where I'm um, a lot more confident in putting out pricing that I feel that I'm worth and attracting clients from there however I was presented an opportunity to quote for a dream client someone that I would love to work with but I know that their budget is smaller. And so I was in this weird energy where I was like, oh, but I actually really want to work with this client. And so the money actually doesn't worry me as much in this example, because I'd rather just be able to have this opportunity to work with this person. So this is the first time I've experienced this. It was a little bit different. Mm. Um, So that was, yeah, a bit of a challenge, but not really. I pretty quickly was like, no, I think this is okay. I just need to find mm, like that, yeah. that balance, that happy medium where I'm like, mm. okay, I'm still going to be like rewarded and valued financially for my work Yeah. Uh, so that I'm not, you know, selling out or selling myself yeah. too short. Because also I was like, well, if this goes well and they want to do ongoing work or more yeah. work with me yeah. or recommend me, well, then I don't want to be seen as, you know, I'm just going to charge low for them and everyone else. So that, you know, was in the back of my mind. Yeah. Um, But I did, you know, find uh, a place where I thought, no, I'm comfortable with this. This is enough money that I will feel energetically rewarded and comfortable. And I suppose that energetic exchange can be more than just money. And so in this sense... It is more than just money. Yeah. We talk about this in surface pattern design so much, so, so much because it's a relatively new industry and concept to a lot of people. So Mm. it's one of those things that's like, oh, what do I charge? Because, you know, with like website design, logo design, photography, you can get a gauge from other people and the industry as to sort of like what what's the going rate? What people charging? You know, you can sort of start to get a little bit of a gauge, but surface pattern design works a little bit differently. It's not as out there and accessible. So this, this comes up a lot. And then not only that, from the brand's perspective, a lot of brands, it's new for them to actually work with someone on a custom surface pattern design. So for them, they don't even, they're like, oh, so what, what do you, what do you charge? Like, what are we yeah. looking at here? You know? So it's very yeah. interesting. And a new sort of area for a lot of people and 
And really in those situations, the creative really needs to take the lead on those negotiations. So that's where it, you know, it really makes you step up as well. Mm. But um, I talk to my students about this energetic exchange, exactly what you were just talking about. Let's, let's just say that money, money's an energy. Money is one of the energies. Yes, you need money to pay the bills and all that sort of stuff. We know that. Um, but let's just say that it, it's one of the things that mm. is, is the value indicator here. And, and what else? Like what else is there that you can exchange so that you feel good about this project? And like you said, like, I mean, it's ex- – <laughs> It's funny because it's exciting enough that you're even doing the project because like, or, or that you've been approached with the project. Like, I'll do it for free. I'll do it for free. I just want to do it so much. You know, like I think as creatives, we're like, we just so want to do that project that we yeah. almost do it for nothing. Cause it's like, yeah. it brings us so much joy, you know? Um, but yeah, if, if, if you're working with someone and their budget is really low, there is so many things to take into account, especially if they're a startup or something like that and mm. their budget is low, it doesn't mean their budget will stay low. Their budget mm-hmm. could get higher as they as they sell more things or as they grow as a business. But there's things like will this brand credit you as the artist and, and give you exposure? Like that's one way that, you know, you can feel really comfortable about, you know, the price that they're offering or their budget. Um Will this be a really great project to add to your portfolio so that when they do photos and social media that you are able to use those in your website and your portfolio as well so that you can really showcase your work? Will they give you product? So could they give you some of the product um, on top of what they're paying you to as an, an extra thing to add to that negotiation like yeah there's many ways where you can really be happy with that energy exchange and I think happy and content is really the key here like you have to the energy that you want to sit in is that you want to feel that you are being compensated for your work and you don't want to feel resentful to that brand that they have taken advantage for you. So you want yeah. to sit in the middle somewhere. And totally, the thing is, yeah. the reason why this is such a big topic is because that is different for everybody. Yes, exactly. Yes. I'm looking at this, um, I'm looking at this listener question we have, and a lot of what we're talking about here actually um is so so a point so I'm gonna read it out we have a question from beautiful Indy from I for design and she says she'd love to know at what point have you increased your prices and what we've been talking about how do you manage saying no to clients who have a small budget and are wondering if you can offer a discount like how many times have you been asked that you know I've got a small budget can you help me out oh my god so many times um so Indy says I have so much guilt and I struggle to say no turning down work even though I don't want to work for a discounted price. How do you feel comfortable charging more and saying no? So I think your point earlier about saying no is actually doing both of us a favour here. Like I'm not going to enjoy the project and the result may even not be the best because, yeah, you know, I, my love wasn't in it, my heart really wasn't in it. Um, and then trusting that by saying no, there'll be something else around the corner that 
you've yes. gone to be an even better opportunity. Better. And yeah. even like better for you, but also there is there would be somebody out there for that client that really does want to do that work at the budget that they have. Like yeah, that, absolutely. You know, that exists for both people. Yeah. And a big part of saying no, and I've done this from the very beginning, is I will never say no and end it at that. I will always say, do you know what? I'm not available, but I have someone in mind who will be perfect for this project. And yes, I I just did this recently with a surface pattern design inquiry and I didn't have the time to do it. And it wasn't actually something that I wanted to do either. And I politely declined and I said, but do you know what? I have these three students, their work is amazing. I would recommend them. You go check them out and then you fill into if they would suit you. And she ended up going with one of them. And I was, I felt like, I felt like that's what needed to happen, you know, and and you're not everybody with like, no. Yeah. And and you you end it feeling like you were helpful. It, It wasn't like, okay, no, she can't do it. It was like, oh, she actually cared enough to point me in the right direction. And mm. that just makes you feel better straight away. Yes. And I love that even more incredible that they were your students that you were empowering. So yeah, knowing that there is that other person, but if you can go that extra step and know someone that you can mm. recommend, you really are then helping everybody in the scenario, yourself, yeah. the client, and that other person that can then have this opportunity for work. Yeah, absolutely. And then I guess there's the increase how do you increase your pricing it's really interesting to increase your pricing and you would have um, had experience over this you know over the years as well um because we always endeavor to yeah like at least slowly increase our pricing um every Mm. six months to a year it's great to review your pricing and of course your pricing should always increase no matter what i mean you're getting more experience you are doing better work you're attracting better clients is what you hope over time so mm. you you should have the confidence to um be able to charge more because what happens is in our brains like our brains need the evidence to be shown to us as to why we should increase our pricing and, and if, if we are seeing that we're doing more work, if we are seeing Mm. that we're doing better work, if we are seeing that our clients are giving us really good feedback, then that's, you know, that's information that our brains are receiving to go, okay, like your, you know, like your self-worth starts to go up a little bit. You're like, okay, I I am good at what I do and I I can do this and I am helping people and Mm. I am putting good work out there. And then you can just slowly build that confidence to Mm -hmm. increase your price. And I think it's knowing and trusting that there are clients out there for every price point. And I think Mm. that's what trips a lot of people up. It's like, well, hang on a second. I'm going to get to the next price point, but there's no one there in that price point because they're not willing to pay that price because they're all willing to pay this price because that's what I've experienced. But no, you've only seen that because that's what you've been working with. You you, You haven't been exposed to the next price point. And that gets onto our our subject and topic about value because Mm. you and I, Sam, have spoken about this over the last week um, when it came to quoting and things like that, is adding more value. This is is a thing, right, for creatives, is that it comes so easily to us that we think it's easy and anybody can do it. (laughs) We're here to tell you it is not. It is not easy 
to paint. It is not easy to do hand lettering. It is not easy to be a graphic designer. It's easy for you because you naturally, it comes naturally to you, but it's not easy for your client. Your client's like, what? Like what? How the hell do you even do that? You know? And I think once you actually believe that, Mm -hmm. then you will realize how much value you are giving to them. And if you really were to list what value you are actually giving them, whether it be the fact that something is hand done, you did it with your bare hands, like you wrote that with your hand, you painted that with your hands, it came from such a pure place, from, you know, you're able to take beautiful photos of your work and you're able to provide that to you're able to provide mock-ups and then they can use those mock-ups on their social media. Mm. Um, you can talk about them on your platform. Like all these things are adding so much value to them Yes, that you just have to be aware of the value that you're providing and then that will hopefully make you realise how <laughs> worthy you are of charging what you want to charge. Absolutely. I mean, just mic drop. That was amazing. I just sat there quietly and listened to that (laughs) because I just want anyone listening to have just listened to that as if Cass was speaking to you because (laughs) it is just so true. And until you really feel it and embody it, that's when it will happen. And I mean, we've talked about hypnotherapy before, like hearing over and over these things that you can tell yourself will create the belief. Like if you need to rewind and listen to Cass say that again, do it right now and rewire your brain. Like that's how you start to um, rewire these thoughts and beliefs. Then we're working on that new frequency. We're vibrating up here and then your life just changes. What I really love is we haven't spoken about you know so the question of when do you increase your prices and a lot of people say and rightly so that once you have so much work that you're you know you can't keep up with how much work you have then you know okay well I can increase my prices because I've got so much work coming in that I know that this is the time to do it and that makes perfect sense and absolutely yes it's a good indicator but I actually love that we haven't given that as a reason because energetically is more important and you can change that at any point. You don't need to be over flooded with clients to realize this. You can just do it right now, wherever you are, whatever point you're in right now, just energetically make that change. Yeah, absolutely. It's an obvious one, like you said, to be so swamped. And that's amazing if you are. Um, that's a massive indication to raise your prices because if you're struggling, yeah, to meet your targets or to even the opposite to work less. If you're struggling to work less um, than what you currently are, up your prices, take a day off. Like you need to, that's a great indication to increase your prices if you're really in demand, but you're right. It's, it can happen at any time. You just have to feel good about it. And if you feel like, hang on a second, this is my indicator. Like So as soon as you send a quote or send a price out to a new client, did that feel like if they say yes to that, that would be so exciting? Or if they say yes to that, you'll be like, oh, shit. Like, yes. Like how do you, 
if they said yes to whatever you sent out, how would you feel about that? And that's like my indicator to myself if I should increase my prices or not. And if I'm like, oh, send it to you, but I'm just, I know they're going to pick that and then I know I'm going to have to do it, like yeah. up your prices like <laughs> yes. because you know that you're worth more than that. And one thing I do want to touch on is about, and this comes back to attracting the right clients, and I, I, I bang on about this a lot, but <laughs> it's about sharing the work that you so super proud of and love only share that work do not share the work that you were like I had to do this for this person don't share it don't tell anyone about it do it and move on like if you are only sharing the work that lights you up and you are so so excited about and proud like so proud to put that on your socials and your website if you're so proud of for that, you will only attract that back into your business. And then that you can just like feel that momentum and that ball rolling. Like you show your best work, you attract your best clients, you show your best work, you attract your best clients. And that momentum Mm. will only snowball. And then that means that you will be so proud of your work. You will be um, so proud of yourself. Your worthiness will go up and then your prices will go up. (laughs) Yes. That's how I see it anyway. (laughs) Yes, it's so, so true. I think we're going to leave it there. That is just spot on. I really hope this has helped for anybody listening. Me too. And, yeah, just know that wherever you are at is okay. Don't ever feel ashamed of charging too small for something if you are doing that now or in the past because it is only just part of the journey and it will just increase from here um, and everyone, yeah, everyone starts somewhere. So, um, but know that there is no cap on it. There is no limit on it. Like, oh, I'll only ever be able to charge five grand for a logo. Like, no, you are telling yourself that there are yeah. people out there who will pay $30,000 for a yep. logo. Do you know what yep. I mean? So, yep. so you're only putting that cap on yourself. There is no cap. I don't care what the industry says there isn't a cap on it if your self-worth and your frequency is high enough. Thank you for joining us on A Creative Life. You can follow our creative lives on Instagram at Castella Design, at Revelus Design, and of course the podcast Instagram at A Creative Life Podcast. If you liked today's episode and want to hear more, we would love it if you subscribe and leave a review. And if you want to be featured on the potty with your own question, shoot us an email to hello at a creative We'd love to hear from you. See you next time. Big love. <laughs>